welcome to Our Coal Conversations. I'm Jay Howard, an instructor in the Department of Communication at Missouri State University, and we're here to have conversations with some of the amazing, dedicated people who make up the Reynolds College of Arts and Letters community. Thanks for joining us. In today's episode, I talk with Dr. Sean Wall, the Dean of the Reynolds College of Arts and Letters. Since this is our very first episode, we wanted to share a bit about how this project came to be. Last semester, I was teaching COM 315, Advanced Public Speaking in Professional Settings, and it was an online class. So I started a podcast specifically for the students in that class called Behind the Speech. When I got to the place in the semester where we were talking about persuasion and professional communication, I asked Dr. Wall if he would be a guest on the podcast. I wanted to give the students a break from listening to just me, and I knew Sean was involved in strategic planning with the university, and that topic was relevant to what the students were working on. Anyway, he agreed, and so we had this great conversation. The idea for our Cole Conversations grew organically out of that experience. Like I said in the opening, what we want to do here is simply share stories about the great things people are doing and accomplishing across the seven departments in the Reynolds College of Arts and Letters. That's art and design, theater and dance, music, communication, English, modern and classical languages, and media, journalism, and film. In the conversation you're about to hear, I ask Sean about recent highlights taking place in the college. We talk about the amazing story behind a transformational gift, the largest scholarship gift in the history of the university, and the recent renaming of the college. I also ask Sean, what is John Goodman really like? So without further ado, I'll turn it over to Sean. Well, thanks, Jay. This is uh, really exciting to be launching the, the R. Cole Conversations podcast. And I know that we had a conversation about the, the podcast. And what's so exciting about this is that we were collaborating as teachers to share information about strategic planning uh, to, to communication majors. And we both had the same thought of, wow, what would this be like to, to capture this practice practice in a different way? And so to be able to use the same sort of approach to share information about the college with faculty, staff, students, any, any of our listeners is, uh, is something that I'm really grateful for. So thank you. One of the things I love about um, College of Arts and Letters is that it's, it's like a hugely diverse college. There's seven, seven different departments. There's just like so many different um, professions represented walks of life. And so um, over the course of the life of the podcast, I hope to have the opportunity to talk to people from all the departments, but uh, what better way to start than to uh, get some updates from the Dean of the Reynolds College of Arts and Letters. Um, so I was wondering if uh, I could ask you to talk about uh, some of the highlights going on in the College of Arts and Letters right now. Certainly, when we think about the fall semester and even prior to the fall 2020 semester, going all the way back to spring 2020. It's amazing when you have 
a special gift uh, to name a college. And one of the things that's, that's huge is for us to celebrate the naming of the College of Arts and Letters to the Judith Reynolds College of Arts and Letters. And so that was a huge event. We're gonna to continue to celebrate the naming, but the, uh, the gift is the largest scholarship gift in the history of the university. And that helps, uh, it helps students with scholarships. We had our first class of Reynolds Scholars begin in fall 2020, and we'll be welcoming the second group of Reynolds Scholars in the fall of 2021. And I can't, uh, I can't emphasize enough how, how grateful the entire university community and beyond how grateful we are uh, for, the, uh, for this gift in honor of Judy Reynolds. Uh, when Tim Reynolds called President Cliff Smart and talked about how to help students and how to help the university, all of this happened during the pandemic. And so that's been a huge event for the entire community. I'm excited to, to share that we've released the first Judith Reynolds College Magazine and the magazine has uh, been widely distributed. So if any of our listeners need an extra copy, we have, uh, we have plenty of extra copies. And so I hope that uh, the faculty, staff and beyond uh, enjoy the first publication that celebrates uh, Judy's legacy. You're talking about the first group and the second group of Reynolds Scholars. So is that, are those scholarship recipients? Uh, how many, I don't know if, if I can get into the details of that, like how, how many are there in these groups or what are the, what are the nature of these, um, these scholars? One of, the, one of the things that's really exciting, just tremendous about the, about the gift is that we have a, a whole cohort of students represented from each of the departments within the Reynolds College. So there's a student or, or more one to two students per department. So in the letters areas, you have English, modern and classical languages, and of course, of course, both departments within the School of Communication Studies. So we have right around 20 students per year. So we had our first class uh, again in fall 2020, and then the second cohort will be right around 20 students who will start in 21. And that gift will continue on an annual basis. And so we'll have a really tremendous roster of students over time who received the comprehensive scholarship. So I'll say at the end of two years, we'll have just short of 40 students who have rental scholarships and that number will build over time. That is wonderful. So what is the intersection of this, this gift and the Onward and Upward campaign um, that I heard about regarding John Goodman? The, the, uh, the naming of the college is, is connected to the Onward Upward campaign because it contributes to two areas. I talk about the gift fulfilling personal dreams, which is about scholarships and affordability. The other part of it is that the gift supports structural dreams. So we have the tent theater permanent structure in the Arts Park that is uh, supported by this gift as well as other gifts, other private money and partnerships but it's, uh, it, it is amazing because the, the gift helps so many students across all seven departments within the college, but a portion of the gift also supports, as I said, structure, renovation, and building as we reimagine 
the corner uh, where Craig Hall rests of the university. So it's, uh, it, we say that it's transformational because it really truly makes a difference in students' lives, but also it's helping us make a huge investment in the structures and the space that supports the entire university from tent theater in the summer to jazz festivals, guest speakers. It helps every aspect of the university across every academic program, as well as the community. You mentioned uh, the, the arts park and tent theater structure. And I understand that is going to be between, in that area between Craig Hall and Hill Hall, right? Um, when will construction begin on that project? We have plans to break ground on the arts park and the tent structure in April of 2021. Okay. So we're, we're excited for the shovels to come out. Of course, dates can always shift, but uh, we're, uh, we're in a position for construction to begin just within the next few months. So that's, that's really exciting. Very exciting. I'm curious what, uh, what the project will look like because those of us who are used to tent theater, we you know think of a tent. Uh, so, is there still any any um, remaining sort of vestiges of the tent structure in the architecture that's planned, or is this you know fully full on permanent structure with like heating and air? One of the most important aspects of the planning process when you're working, you know, with uh, with an architecture team, is that we wanted the space and the structure to, of course give us flexibility to be used all uh, in all, all months across all seasons. But we also have to remember the legacy and the history of tent theater. And I think the, the design and the people who we've consulted, when you take on a huge project like this, of course, John Goodman weighed in. We have other alumni and people across the community and, and across our entire alumni network who have been it just they've been consulted and, and to answer your question it's, it's just important for us to, to recognize the legacy because tent theater is a is a is a special experience for so many people and so we want it to be a bigger and bolder experience and a, certainly a, a permanent experience but also to hold on to the way B Blackwood would have wanted it when you think about legacy we're talking you know John Goodman Howard Orms B Blackwood so many people within the the legacy, the people who make up the legacy of tent theater, uh, it's, it's about that. And so I, I can't wait for the project to unfold and for the construction to, to begin, but to also to get to the other side and to actually have our first, uh, our first shows. You mentioned John Goodman. And so I, you know, I, was, I was teaching on campus um, some time ago and a student, st student came into the classroom and said, uh, I'm pretty sure I just passed John Goodman. Uh, and so he was, you know, he was on campus for a while and a lot of people saw him, students, you know, um, walked right past him. I missed him. And so I wanted to ask you, what is John Goodman like? Did, have you, did you get to, you know, um, socialize with him? Do you have any meetings with him? Yes, when, when John Goodman, well, he's been on campus numerous times, but he was visiting campus and I'm thinking of, of several visits. He was, uh, he was on campus to talk about the future of the university and those visits evolved into him being the chair of the Onward Upward campaign. And so John Goodman is so supportive of the entire university and is just the, is the true 
as we use the phrase, and he describes himself as a citizen actor in one of the, the videos that was released. But to give you a sense of what it's like to have John Goodman on campus, I, uh, I'll never forget when uh, John was actually uh, in my office in Craig Hall, and he looked at pictures of my family. And I, I happened to have a picture of my grandfather in my office, and I believe you've actually seen that before. But John was especially interested in talking about my grandfather because my grandfather played baseball in the 1930s. He played for the Chicago White Sox. And it was really incredible to, uh, to talk to John about my family. Yeah. And so that, I think that says something about him that he's so passionate about the university and is a true advocate and a true champion for Missouri State University, but also cares so much about people and a lot of that passion led to him receiving an honorary doctorate from, uh, from the university because of the work that he, he has a, a, a tremendous passion for New Orleans and for social justice and care, just overall cares about people. And so, uh, you know, I, I've only spent a little bit of time with him, but those are just a few memories. I, I appreciate the, the opportunity to reflect a little bit about that. Well, it is still early in the year. I know uh, you had mentioned you're not a big New, New Year's resolutions guy, although I'm, I'm big into New Year's resolutions. And I like, I wish people happy New Year all the way up to the first two or three months of the year under normal circumstances. In 2021, it seems especially appropriate to just keep sort of reveling in the fact that 2020 is over. As we look ahead in, you know, into the upcoming year and look back on the past year, it, it is, it's nice to pause though and ask ourselves, uh, what are some things that we're thankful for? What are some things, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll focus in on that one for now and throw that question over to you. What are some things that you're thankful for as you look back um, on the past year and as you look around uh, to, you know, current circumstances? I think that two, two things that come to mind, um, and it's uh, two G's. <laughs> Uh, one of the G's is, uh, is gratitude, which uh, is really at the heart of your question. But I, um, I, I've learned that people are, uh, the people in our university community and, and beyond that, uh, Jay, I mean, you and I have colleagues across the entire university, whether it's in, um, in the sciences, in agriculture, across the entire university, we have colleagues faculty, staff, and even student leaders who truly care about, about education. And I'm thankful that education matters. I know that I believe that, but I also know that we, we have that support. We have a network of champions um, across the whole world who care about educating others. I'm thankful for and grateful for, to focus on the G aspect of, of gratitude, I'm so thankful for our, for our leadership. We have a tremendous president in, in Cliff Smart. And uh, I say, um, and I've written this, I've said this, and I've, I've said this in, in a speech, and I've, and I've written about it, but I really tru truly believe that we have the best university president and provost anywhere. I, I really do. I mean, we, we've really been able to manage through in, in, a, in a tremendous way. And, and it might not always feel like that. I mean, we all have those really dark moments. Um, and we, we feel like, uh, you know, am I doing a good job? 
Um, but I'm just really grateful for our university community. And uh, the other thing that I think I've learned is that it's important to have grace and, uh, and to you know, give people a chance to try to empathize more, to stop and, and really reflect to say, okay, well, what, what, is the, what is really the best way to approach this situation? What is this, uh, what is this person going through? And I think I learned that a lot from my students. Uh, I just uh, completed teaching persuasion and I had such a tremendous group of online students and just reading their, their journals and their assignments and, and also interacting uh, with, with so, many, so many students at the university um, in the fall semester, even though it was in an online class, I, uh, I just, I realized that we can sometimes approach something from, we can approach it with a no or the answer is a no. And I've tried to remind myself to say, well, this isn't a this isn't a time or a context where we say no. We need to say maybe or yes or mm -hmm. it depends. So those are those are a couple of things that stand out. Um, grace and gratitude uh, are two things. I really look forward to uh, trying to tell, uh, as the title of the podcast suggests, our cold conversations to include, you know, multiple perspectives, multiple stories, multiple topics about arts and letters. And so I would like to provide an, an update about what's going on. I'm hoping that someone who, who chooses to uh, listen to the podcast, that they learn something about the college or about the university that they didn't know before, and also to inspire ideas. Uh, ideas about uh, new opportunities for writing, creativity, the arts, expression, but also just overall, again, just to inspire people to uh, want to be better or to explore something in the inner community that they hadn't thought about before, whether that be um, a, a local business, uh, a, lo a local event, uh, an event on campus, something like that. Those are the sorts of things that we need to, that we need to capture uh, within this podcast, so so people can hear uh, hear those inspirational stories uh, from our uh, from people in our community, from people on campus, and from um, from the students who who we serve. That concludes this episode of Our Coal Conversations. We hope you'll subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and share the show on social media. You can also follow the college on Facebook at msu.rcol and on Twitter at msu underscore rcol. If you have ideas for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. You can find Sean Wall on Twitter or email me at jhoward at missouristate.edu. Thanks for listening.